Runner on first base, two outs, and the pitch. The runner goes. The throw down to second base, the tag, he is out. And that is another caught stealing. Yo sé lo que quiero, pero tú primero dime de ambos el juego y no me mire así que me desespero y quiero hacerlo. Vamos a comernos, yo quiero. No me mire así que me desespero y a diablo mera. No me mire así que me desespero. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Call Stealing with E. Marquez. Yes. On the docket today, we got Baez news, Javier Baez news, XFL bad quarterbacking, all-star game extravaganza, and more baseball. Check it out. Listen to some tunes. Get ready. The show's going to be nice. Por favor no me llamen, siempre hago que con el flow mamen. Las mujeres que a mí no me hablen, si no tienen lo suyo son de certamen. Diablo baby, se te nota el camel, dile que ellos no pueden roncarme. Porque todos te tiran, pero tengo lo que hace que no dejes de buscarme. Las tenis son Fendi, las cortas son semi, los blones prendidos brillando las que... Ay, people, I'm back, I'm back here, caught stealing with E. Marquez. First thing I want to talk about is my boy, Javi Baez of the Chicago Cubs, yeah? My guy, my guy. Um, yes, he deserves an extension, and that extension starts with a two. It starts with 200 plus million dollars, 10 to 12 years. The best player in the cup, he's the face of the cup. So, yeah, they should be getting in, they should be getting that finalized and started. No, it's gonna be started, agreed, and finalized before even the first game of 2020. Well, we'll see what happens. But today he's in the news because he talked about last year's environment in the Cubs. And this happens all over, all over sports. And, you know, we're, we're, we talk baseball, but we also talk football and basketball and, 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 and hockey. But you see it. You ever see a team where... Yeah, you're anticipating the opening game of the season. You're anticipating the new additions, the new look, the the aggressiveness. You want to see the progression from the players. But you watch game one and you're like, I'm watching the same season. I'm watching the same team from last year. Hold on. It's the same stuff. Then you watch game five for the season. Like, it's the same stuff. I love it when I love it when I get people, when I tell them. These guys are the same. They're the same. They haven't progressed. They haven't done anything. There's nothing new with them. Oh, it's only June. It's only April. Oh, it's only May. Just calm down. Relax. R-E-L-A-X. I'm saying to myself, no, you relax. Because 
No, I'm actually saying to them. No, you relax. Because what's going on here is the same garbage. In 2018, the Cubs couldn't hit. They couldn't hit. They couldn't hit with runners in scoring position. They struck out too much. They were in too many close ball games. The Cubs, the whole time Madden was here, since 2015, the Cubs have been in the most one run, last at bat, three runs or less, bullpen needing a shutdown games. Like they've been in such close games in those five years. Yeah, it's the best five years of the Cubs existence. Sure, no doubt, but it was a roller coaster ride. I don't mind roller coaster rides. It's entertaining. It's fun, and it's the Cubbies. But, but, you know, when you get an eighteen to two, eighteen to five victory, then the next day you only score two runs. That's a, that's 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 bad. That's bad. Okay, you have to figure it out, and you've seen it. Bias said today. Bias said this today. He said that last year they had options. You had a window when to get to the ballpark on game day. You had an option to go do extra work. You know, you all, everybody has to be on the same page. If you're going to do these options, pick one options as a team. Then it didn't help that Bryant wasn't good, that Rizzo was up and down in the lineup. You know, Rizzo was consistent all last year. And Rizzo is the leader, and he's the vocal leader. But, you know, you have Hayward, who I believe this is where these options started. Hayward is, he when he came into the Cubs, this is how Madden began these options, because Hayward is a really hard worker. He's a really hard worker. But he he's... He's having some drawbacks of being um, nervous of, of the ball. He's getting, because he got hit in the head one time several years back, he's getting nervous. He doesn't go into the into the plate as he used to because his, his lane is left center field. And that's when you know Hayward is doing good, when he's just peppering that left center field wall. Because that's when he's seeing the ball well, and he's on top of the, the he's on top of the ball. He's swinging through. He's not pulling off where his butt is in the first base dugout, and he's not moving his shoulders. He's not bringing his head out of the way. And and I think this is where it started because Hayward is a hard worker and he does his thing. Well, Madden liked that, and Madden went out and said, "Hey, you know what? Everybody, you get options." But other guys are not hard workers unless you put them, unless you put their asses on a fire. And it's true. Not everyone is managed the same, but everyone is mandatory to put in the work necessary. But as you work in and as you're doing your things and your and your your activities and your responsibilities, you're managed differently. That's how it always should be. That's how it always should be. Because when you're when you're managed, when you're when you're you're going to manage the more talented individual differently. Sometimes they need a stroke. Sometimes they need a pampering. Sometimes they need a day off. Other guys don't need that pampering. Other guys are 
they're good with telling them how it is, giving them it firm and giving them giving giving the information to them direct. But there's stars that need the pampering. There's stars that need the reassurance. You know, they, they their their confidence is shot. They need the attaboys. So you have Baez here talking to the media saying we all took advantage of it and he put himself out there first. He said, me, I did. I came to games real late. I came in rolling out of bed thinking I could hit three bombs a game. In essence, that's what he was saying. And that's what I'm talking about. That's the Joe Madden. Look at Joe Madden did that American Legion thing. And he's like, he did that American Legion. You just come in, like if you're just going directly into the ball game, no need to warm up, no batting practice. He did it once or twice a week. Like he did one week in in May, another week in August. Yeah, that's fine. Those are good. But there's a level of excellence. There's a le level. There's a work ethic level that needs to be met by these pros. And especially if you got the Cub uniform on. I believe... I'm sorry, it's wrong. But what I'm what I'm thinking is Joe Madden felt that along with the work ethic that Hayward has, he felt that all the other guys would have the same, if not equivalent, uh, or higher work ethic than that. And he also felt like since he's wearing, since we're wearing the Cub uniform, the pressure is incredible. The amount of scrutiny, the amount of all eyes on you, the just the overall pressure is amazing. So just go out and have fun and live it up and just play a game. It's fine. That's a great idea. But understand, though, understand, you also got to take into effect all these galas, all these charity events, all these promotional events, all these individual events that these guys were doing. Get off the radio. Don't be doing any kind of interview shows on Comcast Sportsnet, on Channel 7. Get off. Get off. Disconnect. Get off of social media. You know, you got to take some T-work in the batting cage. Finish your T-work with your mind and your physicality. Don't finish with time. Because it's 7.30, oh, I got to get out of here by 8 because I got to be somewhere at 9.30. I got a prior engagement. No. Feel good. Feel good with your T-work, with your batting practice. Even it goes into 12, 10, 30, 11. It's all a mental refreshment. That's what it is. And then you can say, okay, I'm good. I feel good. And then go and do your thing. But once you got these obligations, and once you got these things, and let it be known, none of these guys got these contracts. Now, if Baez gets his 200 million and Brian gets his 200 million and Rizzo gets 100 million and Contreras gets 100 million, and all, now they have certain obligations to me. Now it's different. Now it's expected of you to be a certain level professional outside the field. But you got to work up to that. You got to work to that level. Not because you got a cup uniform on. Are you supposed to be this, you know, iconic symbol? No, you have to earn your way up. And then, you know, this is, I can tell when you're 24, 23, 25, and you already have a shift against you in the big leagues, you should be able to have the ability to spray the ball all over the place. 
You you should have that, but there shouldn't be no book. There shouldn't be no, oh, this is what this guy does almost all the time. You're 24, you're 25. You should be able to make adjustments as they're making adjustments to you. So, Bias was not wrong. I think Bias hit it out of the park today with his statements. Look, was he throwing Madden under the bus? I don't know. Was he blaming Madden? I don't I didn't take it that way. But, but Bias tells you exactly how it is. And that's what I get. Well, that's what I get. So, I'm looking forward to Bias, to Bryant. I'm looking forward to having big, big years. Big years. I'm looking forward to Contreras. I also think Hayward may have a big year. And all, a lot of it is going to be because of lineup construction. They're going to be in the same part of the lineup the whole year. You're not going to see a lot of mixing and matching. You're not going to see a different leadoff hitter. You're not going to see a different two, three, four hitter. You're not going to see that often. And then Brian is going to be around three, four, five in that area. Hayward is going to be around six, seven, eight. Baez is going to be around three, four. You see, you're going to see that. That's what you're going to see. So lineup, constru lineup, lineup construction is going to be huge. Also, there's nobody trying to have babies. That's what it is. That's a big deal. Brian is expecting his child soon. I believe Schwarber might be expecting also. Rizzo might have gotten out of the way or whatever. But nobody's expecting children's. And that's a big deal. That shit, it gets on your mind. You start worrying about if you got the, you know, if you got the goods. Sometimes you might not have the goods and you're thinking, oh, you know, I got to put more, I got to put more effort in a bedroom, whatever. But I do expect them to have great years. I do. Also, I do think this is the year the Dodger. Something is just a gut feeling. The Dodgers, I think they're playing with house money this year. Now, will they win it? We'll see. But I, I feel like they have, they have a chance to make a run and to finally put it all together and win. Um, I also, uh, I, I think, I think the Cubs could attain uh, Nolan Arenado without even trading Chris Bryant, and I think that might happen. I think that the Cubs will will acquire Nolan Arenado in a blockbuster deal and it won't even cost Chris Bryant. And they can easily do it. It you know might be a Schwarber and an Amora, might be a uh, Contreras and an Amora and a Nico Horner. Those three, I mean it could be done with no problems, no problems. But again, if 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 there was a team motivated in the Major League Baseball to get Nolan Arenado, I think they can get him. I think Nolan Arenado and the Colorado Rockies, they're right now prime for, for, for trade. So, with that being said, we're several days away from opener of spring training, the old spring training game. The Marquee Network just got on Hulu, I guess. They just worked a deal with Hulu. I expect them to work a deal with Comcast Xfinity. I expect them to work a deal with YouTube TV shortly. Um, uh, you know, I... I, I they're, they're gonna it's, it's gonna happen remember the Cubs are not getting paid up front from Sinclair Enterprise because that's their partner and Sinclair is also the owner of uh, Fox uh, one of the partners in Fox and in Big Ten Network FS1 or whatever so they're not getting a big chunk of change from them what they're doing is they're earning their keep so as long as there's viewers as long as they're 
you know, the subscribers are in, uh, the sales of the additional channel purchased by, by customers. That's where the Cubs will get their money. And but you're looking at, you're looking at five, six, seven hundred million dollars in revenues. And you know, but they have already got an all-star lineup of talent on the on the network. About about five, eight million dollars already in in the people that they're paying. You know, a good a good all-star staff, which the Catman is not part of. And the Catman, he's bitter. He's bitter about it. And you can see it. You can hear it. You can see it. He's just got a disdain for Theo Epstein. Got a disdain for the Ricketts. <laughs> the Catman cometh. I'm telling you, well, don't hate him. Don't don't hate on him because he's coming for that ass. <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> we'll come back talk about XFL quarterbacking, and uh, we'll talk about. Uh, well, I'll also get into more of how you can tell a team has not progressed. I'll get into more detail on the next segment. Quítate la ropa y empieza a moverte Que me gusta más así Cuando confías en mí Yeah, yeah, yeah Si Martero me dice tranquilo Bobby Lo nuestro infinito como lo le And we're on the road to Tangent, 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 tangent City Tangent, 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 tangent City I'm back on the show called Stealing with E Marquez. Uh, so check it out real quick before I forget. Um, we are going to start a YouTube channel. Uh, it's going to be called Invest and or Collect. It's going to be describing on how to collect sports memorabilia, what to look for, what determines an investment, how to invest into sports memorabilia, how to invest into action figures, how to invest, how to collect action figures, what to look for, what collectors look for. If you're trying to market any kind of stuff, if you're trying to sell anything, what to sell, how to sell it. It's going to be a channel based all on that. I'm also going to do a little bit more investment stuff just for the average person, like somebody that's grew up in the inner city that really doesn't know how to use their home as an investment, uh, use their uh, use their home as a uh, as a way to invest into their hot into their businesses if they want to create a business. Um, what what uh, how to use the stock market? How to get involved in the stock market? What questions to ask the professionals when you get involved involved in the stock market? Who to go with? Schwab, E Trade, uh, Robin Hood. How to use these apps? All kinds of stuff. It'll be on there. We'll do all kinds of collecting. We'll collect cars. Uh, baseball cards, uh, sports memorabilia, action figures, um, collecting of ba- uh, bamboo trees, uh, uh, candle lights, candle vases, etc. So look out for that channel. It will be coming up in the near future. We're getting all the particulars ready to start that up. So uh, it should be a nice, easy watch channel. Um, it's a different style. 
and there'll be some interviews on there. There'll be some good things about how to uh, collect and or invest. Invest and or collect. So that's what we're looking at um, in, the, in the near future coming up. So we bring this segment into the XFL. The XFL is a good product. It's been for two weeks now and it's been doing well. It's been really good. It's been entertaining. Now back in the day, in the 60s and 70s, mainly the 70s and 80s and 90s, early, because quarterbacks do not grow on trees. Great quarterbacks do not grow on trees. In the NFL right now, there's probably seven great quarterbacks. So you have to compensate. If you don't got a great quarterback, you have to have a game manager in that position. And you can still win with a game manager and a guy who completes his passes at around 65% of the time. Average yardage or average yard per pass could be five to seven to seven and a half yards. You can still win with a great ground game, a great defense, but still managing the game. Now in the XFL, hard to manage the game because there's no more two-minute drills. There's no more hurry-up offense, uh, even though you're... There's going to be a lot of scoring and you can put up a lot of points. In the final two minutes of the game, the clock stops. And it'll get ready to start once the ball is put down by the ball marker. And five seconds after that, the clock starts. So you don't have to rush. You don't have to get it moving. So it's called the, come, the comeback period. And at two minutes at the, at, at the half, of both halves, this is what happens. So... You know, the quarterback play is essential. It's essential because that's what makes for good football. And you got to be able to hit the wide open man. You, you don't have to you don't have to make the amazing throws. You don't have to just dot the eyes and get that ball into a keyhole. But what you have to do is you have to hit the wide open man. And you have to put your teammates in great positions to make plays. But what the XFL needs to do now is they need to change the focus with that lack of quarterback. They need to stop the spread offense stuff. What they need to do is go back to traditional jumbo packages. Get two, three tight end sets. Run the football. Use your running back or use a a committee of running backs that gets the other team Tired and gets the other team worn down. So therefore, in the third and fourth quarter, you're running all over them. Play action, dump the ball off, hit the middle of the field, that kind of stuff. Use the running back. Get the running back as an essential piece of the offense, like the Barry Sanders and the and the Marcus Allen's and the Walter Paytons and, and the Eric Dickersons. When back in the day, where it was running backs and then everybody else, but now it's the quarterback. But if you cannot get your quarterback, if you cannot get your quarterback to perform at a high level, then you need to have your quarterback manage the game and not turn the ball over and get rid of these spread offenses. They're just exposing your quarterback to more dangerousness. So the XFL has got a good thing going. There are some amazing plays. They did good. I mean, their, their rules are decent. The, the I would love to see teams go for three-point extra points because you should always be going for two-pointers. You should always be going for two-pointers from the five-yard line. It gives you the right amount of depth 
of field. That gives you 15 yards of field to try to get into the end zone. Take it. And then if not, go 10 yards, go for the three points because it's only going to get you better. It's only going to get you more efficient. And besides, the, the, the risk is worth more. The value is there. So don't kick, don't get the extra point. No, get more, get more, get the two and the three-pointer. Um, the football, the design of the football is real nice. You can throw the football real good, and it's catchable. The football, I mean, I'm seeing wide receivers making outstanding catches. We've seen a defensive end basically take the ball right out of the quarterback's hands. And that's because the ball is tacky, and the ball has got this different tack on it that makes it catchable. It makes it really catchable. So... There's a lot of good things in the XFL. It's pretty good. I expect more teams to come in next year. I know Vince McMahon said he's got three years of operating costs covered, but I'm sure he's not going to need it because next year I expect two, three more teams, um, maybe four more teams to come in, four more cities. They have eight right now. I expect 12. Yeah. They're going to be fine next year. It's going to be – I don't see it. I don't see it being a um, a tough situation again, but they get the, the quarterback situation, the quarterback play needs to get better, and you know they got to come off of that. They got to come off of that. Uh, trying to make these quarterbacks something that they're not, you know, and and, and that's going to be a big deal. Now, the next the next topic of going on of Tangent City here is the All Star Game. The basketball All-Star game was really great. Uh, we were there on Friday, me, my buddy Victor, my buddy Antonio. Uh, I was going to have a little segment in here, but the audio wasn't good enough. Uh, although Victor sounded good, but uh, everything else was not. Uh, it sounded like uh, sounded like muffled, and Antonio was on another planet. So it was, uh, it was a great, it was a lot of fun. It was real cool, real good setup. We, we went over there for the Futures game, and the Futures game uh, was real nice. Uh, you know, they they kind of, those young bucks don't know how to put on a show. So, they're just playing, I mean, they're basically, it was, it was a bad, it wasn't even a pickup game. It was kind of like, it, they looked like they didn't even want to be there. So, we watched about the first half, a little bit of the third quarter, and we wound up taking off. Uh, it was pretty good. We wound up uh, hanging out at the West End, which is a bar that my buddy's a chef at, and it was real good food there. Um, yeah, it was good. Saturday was a great, great slam dunk contest where there was controversy. It should have been a tie, but somebody put the wrong number. It should have been a tie, and it, then somebody just put 47 in the Aaron Gordon, but... It was a great... I don't know how you lose with five dunks that were worth 50 points. So, that not make no sense. But they were both great. They both did really good. I wish they would come out and... Um, I wish they would come out and let professional dunkers dunk. Like the guys you see on YouTube and stuff. It'll be fun to see them go against actual NBA players. But, um, but yeah. Uh, Three-point contest was cool. There was a lot of energy. Um, a big man won the skills competition. That was pretty cool. Then the game on Sunday. The game on Sunday was good. I didn't get to watch the whole thing. I watched the first half, um, but as I heard, you know, the game came down, down, came down to the wire. I like what they did. The Elam ending is beautiful. If you guys don't know what the Elam ending is, so what happens is they it, it eliminates overtime. So it's basically a pickup game, first to 11, first to 12, whatever. But uh, 
it's in a in a in a big time game. This, this Elam ending first started in the basketball tournament. It's a tournament that goes on in the summertime, where you know there's a, there's a bunch of amateurs, uh, Europeans. I mean, I guess even some pros uh, overseas, pros from overseas that come in and they play. And what happens is in the fourth quarter, with four minutes left in the game, or I think yeah, it's four minutes left in the game. Um, the first timeout, the first timeout that stops the game, the Elam ending is invoked. So if the team is winning, whatever team is winning, um, say if a team is winning uh, 67 to 60, well, you add eight points to 67. So 67 plus eight is 75. So... 75 would be the number. So any team, either team that hits 75 uh, wins the game. But the other team, the, the team that's losing by that point, they need to score 15 points to hit that mark, while the team that's winning only needs to score 8 to hit that mark. And that's called the Elam ending. Well, the, um, the pro or the all-star game, they did the fourth quarter. So the start of the fourth quarter, first to 24 wins. And they, that was the tribute to Kobe Bryant with the 24. Um, so that's pretty cool. It, it, it's, uh, and that's how they, they, they played out the Elam ending, which was, which was real cool. They played it out with the Elam ending. And, and, and I like that. I think that that eliminates OT. So you can't have overtime. Um... So yeah, it was it was a good it was a good festival. I think Chicago put out uh, a good show. A lot of stars, a lot of celebrities. Another, and then uh, the weather the weather proved uh, or the weather showed all these celebrities and sports celebrities why nobody comes here to play basketball for the Bulls. But other than that, they also don't come here because of some management situation where they feel like they treated. They treat stars bad, starting with Michael Jordan, then Elton Brand, and then Tyson Chandler, and then now the, le- the latest one is Jimmy Butler. So that they they uh, that's how they feel about the management, the the the, the management at in, in the Bulls. Well, John Paxson is a great basketball guy, and there was a great point made today on the on the radio about how John Paxson looks for a guy that want that is like him. He wants a guy. That is similar to him to be the coach, to be the general manager, to be a scout. And that's a problem. And my I've always thought since John since John since John Paxson was the uh, radio announcer, the radio color analyst for the Bulls, that he should have been the next coach of the Bulls. He would have been like Greg Popovich. Because he's such a student of the game and he's a smart guy. But he, he, he got the opportunity to be a general manager. And I guess the coaching, you know, you're hired to get fired is the old adage. Um, he just didn't want to do that or didn't want to risk himself, which I understand. But he's a great basketball mind. But the problem is he's looking for a guy that's similar to him. It's the same thing with Mitchell Trubisky and Ryan Pace. Ryan Pace couldn't possibly, he couldn't have possibly seen anything in Mitchell Trubisky's final year at North Carolina, starting for that football team. He couldn't possibly see anything. The only thing he's seen 
was somebody like him. That's what he's seen, a humbled individual that's willing to work hard. And given the opportunity, he's going to succeed and excel. That's what he's seen. Well, he passed up on possibly the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Now, the greatest quarterback to ever play the game had help. He had help. Um, you know, he sat out a year. He's with Andy Reid, one of the greatest quarterback coaches of all time. So he had help. But, I mean, the talent, the talent speaks volumes. Volumes. So that's where John Paxson is. And now we'll see. We will see what goes forward. Supposedly that they're looking for a general manager, that Gar Foreman is out. John Paxson is going to be moved to the side. And they're going to bring somebody else. I don't know what it is. They need players. They need player development. I don't know how they're going to do that. Pat Riley is in, is in Miami. He's a great coach. Great player development guy. Great general manager. And they're not going to win anything. I mean, they got Jimmy Butler. They're not, they're not going to come close. When they won, they had players. They had LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. They're not going to win anything without players. Now they're going to be they're going to be competitive. They're going to be decent. They ain't winning. And Miami has great front office personnel, but they ain't winning. It's it's the Milwaukee Bucks because they got the best player in the world in Giannis. So, um, you know, there goes that. So, although it wasn't Rantingville, I gave you a little bit of Tangent City there. So, um, yeah, I think that would fit this. That would fit this episode. It'll close it out. I do want to say this: Whiskey Wine Fridays will come back. Uh, this Friday coming up and even though I haven't done much but I've been doing some research and I've been doing some homework I feel like there's uh, there's this place that I went to last night with my wife that's called uh, Lazy Bird it's up by the Huxton Huxton Hotel on uh, Green and Lake Street and it's downstairs it's kind of like a speakeasy thing and they got some good drinks in there and they got some wise wine infused drinks and it's pretty good. It's a pretty good place. Check it out and you get a chance. But uh, there, there's a perfect example why whiskey and wine work. They do things there, and whiskey and wine can get it going on. But I had some great Manhattans yesterday. There was an improved cocktail. It was an improved whiskey. Uh, that's what I wound up getting as another drink. It was really good. A really good place. Um, I enjoyed it. So I'm still doing my research. And another thing, another show... That I recommend the show recommend section would be Curb Your Enthusiasm. If you're not into Curb Your Enthusiasm and you need just background music or you need something in the background just to get your mind off of stuff or while you're cooking or while you're uh, doing chores or stuff like that, put on Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's funny, it's dumb, it's hilarious. So give it a shot. Curb Your Enthusiasm on HBO. All right. So thanks for listening. Remember. You know, subscribe to this, uh, uh, put it on your list, uh, share it. You know, uh, I'm getting in more and more content. I'm putting more and more stuff out. Just talking sports and baseball, baseball, baseball is coming. And we will be doing this. I'm expecting to be posting every day because we'll be talking about what goes on on the field more than anything. So I watch all the games, condensed games. I watch them all. So thanks for listening and I'll be back. Gasoline